0: Is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin and Beyond. Oh, yeah, we're changing it up here, okay? Today is July the 27th of 2023. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin always, always returns to its all time high. This is where the big boys play. All right. I'm offended by selling. Let's just get right into this. We're going to retweet this, everybody. All right. Pound the like button. Spread the word. Chris Black has returned to the house. All right. And the great Ulrich is here making his debut. So is big Sean Harris. We're going to start off by talking about uh, The biggest news of the week so far is this world coin thing that's going on, okay? Scan your iris, get free altcoins, be tracked for the rest of your life. The normies think it's cool. It's cool in Japan, apparently. I don't know. You're going to become an AI bot. Sam Altman, Chris Black, what is this about?
1: (laughs) What is this about? This is about um, people not seeing past the end of their nose when it comes to what they're willing to do with their day. Right. So like thousands of people allegedly lined up to get their iris scanned, to be put into a database, to be done who who knows what with, uh, in exchange for a few dollars worth of a total garbage coin. I think it came out to like 40 bucks or something like that. Um, And they don't give any thought to why maybe they shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's just about like, oh, cool. This is a fun thing to do. I can get a free 30, 40 bucks. Let's go and scan my iris. You know, but they don't. I think that the biggest problem here is people don't have the capacity, the ability. They weren't taught how to think rationally about something like this. You know, think about what might be the bad side of this why might I not want to do this and really this is to me at this point I'm I'm less concerned about what WorldCoin is ultimately going to do versus the grooming that's basically occurring the grooming the idea that oh just scan your whatever and here's 25 bucks next is going to be like a Big Mac for you know your 10 fingerprints or you know you know scan your bot whatever whatever else you're going to use to identify you and uh, there were it, people are just being groomed to think that this is perfectly fine. Next thing you know, we're going to be in dystopian hell of a future, and they're going to be like, "How did we get here?"
0: Do, do you that was the groomer term is uh, correct for this? It, it's really it really puts it all in perspective. Um, and, and that they that already people are comfortable. It's their most. It's so personal. It's your iris, Stan, Sir Ulrich. What, what do you think?
2: I mean, you know, if there's one thing I've I've learned in, in the Bitcoin space is that we all are kind of a, we're researchers and we kind of we 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 dig into things. We get into rabbit holes. And I would say that the the general populace has a short shovel for digging into things. Uh, not only do people have a lack of patience, but I think that generally speaking, they have a lack of curiosity and. An an uninterested population, you know, it's it's difficult to comprehend and accept the things that are happening in real time, whether it's Bitcoin coming into the world or or, you know, things that try to steal your identity like WorldCoin. So. (sighs) You know, I, I think that we in the first world have it the worst because we have such a we have we're we're such we're so privileged. We're we're under the the protection of the dollar to a degree, even though it it hurts us. It hurts you know uh, other nations, third world countries, uh, multiple times more. So I would say that you know, Worldcoin is just another example of how the mainstream. Normy population is numb to economics. They're desperate. Um, and they can be cultivated to be farmed by grifter after grifter after grifter. It happens time and time again. And you know, I mean, for I didn't know how much they were offering, $45. That's uh I thought it was even less. So, you know, it's it's, it's, uh, it's remarkable how easy it is for people to, buy, to sell their freedom, their privacy, things that aren't replaceable, things that aren't replicable. Uh, but again, when we live in the fiat world, when we live in a fiat world, we just think that essentially everything grows on trees like money does for them.
0: Well, it's, it's another sign of the mainstream media narrative that, that the 80 percenters out there, 80 percent of people, they don't think anymore. They've, re- they re- And that's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this show with this beautiful uh, new panel. By the way, this week in Bitcoin, beyond Bitcoin, whatever this combo is, we're going to try to do this again. People in the chat, you're saying all sorts of things. Tell me what day is best for you for this show. It's not necessarily going to be on Thursdays or Fridays or whatever. And we're, we're going to have some reoccurring uh, members of the panel. It's going to be a little bit different. Now, uh, a, a big, big Sean Harris, welcome to the show. And uh, I mean, what's what's your take on this? I I, want to add that, you know, I try to paint a positive spin on all this. that maybe some of these people, these normies, they'll get this. They'll realize eventually that they're totally trapped in cattle and then that will wake them up to Bitcoin. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to put put a good spin on this. But I mean, these dudes are volunteering so much of their personal information to Sam Altman who's got like a, a mad AI uh, project going on. And we, we'll talk about that later. But uh, Sean, what's your uh, what's your take?
3: Well, first of all, Bitcoin Meister, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I think that is, it's really interesting, right? When you're looking at this world coin that's going on and how people are just lining up to offer over sensitive information. It just shows the fiat world, right? I think that's that is fiat just builds on itself and builds on itself like a snowball the same way that bitcoin does and until you really feel that pain then you until you get rug pulled like what you're saying then you don't realize the need for sound money and and that's what's going on is i mean and you see it in more than just people lining up to scan the irises i mean how many only fans girls are there out there how many other things are going on where people just give up they give up sacred parts of themselves for a little bit of cash and they don't think about the long-term repercussions. And I think people should be free to do whatever they want to do, uh, but I think a lot of people just don't think about what the long-term effects are of those of those actions for just a little bit of money. And and that's what Bitcoin's bringing back is bringing back the thoughts of hey, maybe not even just uh, bringing back that that low time preference, but just the low time preference thinking too what are the effects of my actions? And I think that's something that, that we're gonna start seeing as more and more people get rug pulled from all types of fiat, including WorldCoin.
0: Yeah, long-term thinking is gone from this world. I mean, you can be the richest millionaire in the world. Your son gets a, a shot and then he has a heart attack. You didn't, why, why don't you think about it? I mean, you went with the flow and everything. Uh, yep. it, it, it is it is horrifying. And We'll talk about that, we'll talk about that. But there is no long-term thinking. Everything is impulsive, living in the moment. And it's that's the the simple awesomeness is Bitcoin. A Bitcoin is you don't have to be a genius. You just have to have patience. I mean, uh, again, two hundred ten thousand block theory. In two hundred ten thousand blocks, Bitcoin is going to be worth more. That has been the trend all along for you fiat freaks that value it in fiat. But most people can't wait four years for anything. They gotta sell it right away. I mean, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. But what. Again, Worldcoin is marketing itself as almost like a, a, a passport, an easy. Pa- I can see how some people could be tempted into it. Oh, I get this cool world digital passport. Well, uh, I mean, th- this information that they're gathering, who knows who will have uh, access to it eventually? So it is, it is a, it is a freak show going down. But it is can an example. Can I say, exam- one, can I say one more thing too? Please.
3: It's like their whole idea is you get verified, right? Yeah, Yeah. so as you scan your eyes, you get verified, and everyone wants the blue check, and but they don't realize what comes with the blue check. And so it's kind of funny to see, oh, if I get verified, then I'm cool all of a sudden. But who, like, why does Sam Altman need to verify me? Why do, why does Twitter or Instagram or anyone else need to verify me? How come I can't just be good enough as I am? And you know, how come I'm not a person and verified as a human being? without having to scan my iris. And I think that's something too, that everyone's just searching for identity and they don't have the confidence within themselves to just be okay with being a human, you know? And I think that's that's what we're seeing too, is they want verification.
2: Well, hey, hey Sean, real quick. And because they, and the, a lot of the, the feedback from what you just said is that we see how easy it is to monetize Humanity, and it re- what it really boils down to is, people have now cheapened themselves to forty-five dollars. I'm no longer, I'm no longer important. I'm no longer uh, unique, and so therefore, it's almost like humanity is debased, and we see the value of a human right now with this world coin. It's a, uh, it's reprehensible.
0: Well, it's uh, again, mo- uh, my philosophy is be a confident decentralist, be a unique beast. Most people need a centralized verification of some sort because they don't understand that fitting in is overrated. They all want to be part of most people. The 80 percenters want to be part of some uh, approved uh, uh, approved blob of some sort. It's, it, and it, it is it is a reoccurring thing. And they don't care about privacy. If the uh, if the centralized authority says ah, don't worry about privacy. They, they don't care about privacy. It's whatever the trendy say. This is, uh, it, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing example. It really is amazing example of what a lot of us have been uh, ye- yelling about for a while. So uh, before before we move on to RFK, Chris Black, anything else to, to add? Yeah,
1: to just uh, on that note, I think we're all kind of, we're all a little guilty of, of this whole trend. Because every time we like, click on one of those CAPTCHAs, or every time we, we try to sort out the puzzle so that we can log into something, yeah. We all do it. And it's the same thing. You're you're having to prove to an artificial intelligence that you are a human. That's what we're doing. We're proving to a computer that we're human. And once the computers get smarter, they're gonna be able to mess with that idea more and more and more. You know, and so the whole pitch of WorldCoin is well, okay, you won't have to do a captcha anymore because you can scan your iris and prove that you're this human. Uh, and an artificial intelligence can't do that. Um, so we're kind of already bought into this system. So the real question to me is how do we escape that cycle? Like how do we get out of – because it's only going to get worse. We all know that. Worse as, as AI gets smarter and fakes being a human and stuff like that. How do we get out of that whole cycle? How, do we have to just break technology? Do we have to go like full Ted Kaczynski and like just completely – Wreck it, or like, how else can we break out of that? Because that's the real problem. That's almost like a never-ending uh, situation for us as humans, competing with AIs to prove that we're human.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a, we're, we're entering a real, a, 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 an interesting realm right here. Uh, real, really uh, wild stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna talk specifically about the. the threat of AI or if it's overblown if it's a cult worrying about it I I don't know it in one second so let me let's move on to the uh, next subject here Uh, RFK Jr. uh, he cares a lot about privacy or he he says he does he he doesn't want the uh, security state getting up in a regular American's business business and that is part of the reason that he likes Bitcoin and now he has purchased 14 Bitcoin by the way pound that like button we're using that Kennedy money in a in a good way there I, I'd say, um, but uh, he so a lot of people think he's arms washing his campaign I mean I think I think he's quite sincere about uh, you know letting a, you know not not tracking Americans not having a uh, a central bank digital currency let, letting Americans choose between uh, Bitcoin and and, and and the fiat dollar. Uh, but his big announcement one thing that people really liked is that he said if he was if he became the president he would uh, use a little bit of bitcoin to back the dollar i guess in the treasury but what got me excited <laughs> was that uh, he would say there'd be no capital gains taxes on bitcoin um, if you, uh, you know, eventually sold your Bitcoin for, and again, if you, if you spend your Bitcoin on, on a car or whatever, you gotta play, pay capital gains on it right now, all, all sorts of stuff. He, he would make it, and he even had to, you know, explain that he says, even though this will benefit early adopters of Bitcoin and wealthier people, it's, it's the right thing to do. He had to give it a little bit of, you know, it, it, I mean, right then and there, like this, I got, I mean, I'm still registered as a Democrat. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely voting for him in, in the primary. Obviously, it, it's, it's in my best financial self-interest, to say the very least, because all of you know, I've never sold a Bitcoin for fiat, uh, you know, partially because I, you know, mostly because I believe in Bitcoin and everything. But it, I, I have thought that the tax, there was always a chance that the tax system would become friendlier. And literally, this is, could, this could save people millions and millions of dollars. So uh, I, I guess we'll start with Sarah Ulrich on here. What, what, are your, your, what are your thoughts on uh, Californian uh, R- Robert F. Kennedy? He's down in, in Southern California. I met you in Southern California back at the uh, the November uh, – what, what was that? Pacific uh, Bitcoin
2: swan, Swans. swans. <clears throat> swans i will uh,
0: yeah. okay, make an appearance there in October. Who knows? Uh, get, get, get on the uh, – Get it, get it on over there, you guys. Uh, Corey and everybody, invite him. But oh, no, <laughs> Erlich, take it away with uh, Robert.
2: And yeah, me. I mean, in, in my opinion, I, I don't think that he'll get nominated by the Democratic Party. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not the. I'm a history buff. I can't remember the last time a, uh, a an incumbent didn't didn't win his, his uh, primaries. But I do know. I do notice a trend. Uh, you know. Orange washing. I do believe that he has found a he has found a very supportive uh, voting block in Bitcoiners, and Bitcoin Magazine finds their value in uh, promoting politicians uh, essentially as the answers as the answer to world problems. Bitcoin and politics, as opposed to just Bitcoin. But in the past, they were run by Eric Adams. Eric Adams said oh, he yeah. was a pro-bitcoiner and blah blah blah. Two weeks later, he was like, "What? What's a what's a Bitcoin?" Uh, Erika Holmes was going on spaces promoting universal base income and liked Bitcoin because she received campaign funds through the Lightning Network, and that's all she could say about Bitcoin. Uh, and now they're doubling down on on RFK Jr., which is which who, by the way, is m- says more pro-Bitcoin stuff than either those two combined and anyone else I can remember. L- Loomis obviously is a real Bitcoiner. That's, a de- that's definitely an exception. Uh, but if I were to vote, if I were to vote, um, the best Bitcoin president would be one that leaves Bitcoin alone and leaves his three-letter agencies, uh, keeps his three-letter agencies away from it too. Uh, Bitcoin doesn't care about the US president and companies with bitcoin in their name uh i think confuse uh would be adopters uh if they follow that perspective so i I, obviously you can hear i'm kind of down on that again it would be nice to see rfk and a republican both bitcoin pro bitcoin but at the same time we've seen there's precedent where i mean if if you look at rfk's website he doesn't mention bitcoin at all so um it's kind of weird
0: He's been tweeting out. He's been tweeting out about it, but of course, the people who are on Twitter are a lot of a lot of Bitcoiners. So, um, interesting points there. I, I will say, over the Overton window has been expanded a bit here because it, at least you put it on the now in you know presidential politics. You know, people. It's out there that may, maybe there's not going to be. A, it, it's an issue. No, no taxes on Bitcoin. That that that's that's a great issue. Uh, to have out there and he is no foot fan of the three-letter agencies uh, i i'll say that about him uh and, and in terms of republicans vivek uh spoke at the bitcoin uh, conference down in miami uh, and he he's great on bitcoin he really he re- he really understands it also uh big, big big sean your your thoughts uh
3: yeah i i'm kind of uh, agreeing with ulrich on this one i've just seen a lot of you know a lot of politicians whether even mayor Suarez right down in miami oh, he's terrible. he was he was like a big Bitcoiner, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh no, we're doing Miami Coin now."
2: Miami Coin.
3: So, so I'm also weary of hit of of uh, Kennedy coming in, and you know, obviously he talks about using Bitcoin for freedom. I just think it's good that there's, I mean, basically besides Trump and Biden, every every political candidate that's running for president is pro Bitcoin now, and so that's what's that's what I like. It's it's kind of a decentralized approach, I, I, you could say that. Or what you're saying, the Overton window is being is being opened up to Bitcoin. Uh, And so I think that's what's really good in the long run. If Bitcoin isn't taxed, that just means that more places will accept it. People will be incentivized to spend it. And and that will create more of a circular economy, which can help with privacy in Bitcoin. Because you're not, you know, so many people buy it on a KYC exchange nowadays. And so if you're earning Bitcoin and it's just getting earned and earned, um, in essence, then what it does is it, it does create more privacy, and and as people learn coin control, then uh, we can become you know really private with our transactions. And I think that's the overall thing: is hey, if my Bitcoin isn't taxed when I spend it, then that makes it very attractive to people who are coming into, into what Bitcoin is. Right? For us, it's like dude, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, I have some friends out here that say, well, why does Bitcoin have any value if I can't spend it anywhere? And I just go, well, why does gold have value? When was the last time you spent gold at a grocery store? You know, never, ever. And you never will. Uh, but at least with Bitcoin, like the infrastructure is there to do so. It just is if you're going to get taxed or not. I think that's the biggest thing right now.
0: I, 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 I want to add something. Uh, you bring up some points and it made me think back to Ulrich bringing up these uh, Suarez and uh, the, the lady from uh, Southern California. Who didn't know what the heck they were talking about. Our RFK Jr. has tweeted out and he fully he's talked about Bitcoin in terms of the Canadian trucker protests. Yeah. Just talked about Mercola getting his uh, bank accounts shut down and how he he, he says Bitcoin is a way around that. And that is a lot of people ask, well, what's the value of Bitcoin? And that's what you just said. Uh, What's the value of Bitcoin? I mean, and, you know, it it gets around uh, situations like that. Uh, you know, these third parties can censor uh, financial transactions if they don't like you, if they don't think the Canadian truck, the Canadian government straight up cl- shut down these people's bank accounts and stuff. The only way they could get anything was Bitcoin. And RFK Jr. likes that. Yeah. So, uh,
3: so I, will, I will say when he talks, I don't I don't and Maybe I'm wrong on this one. Maybe I haven't listened to him enough, but I haven't heard him. He does speak correctly in the essence of i don't hear him say crypto all the time you know i hear him saying bitcoin and i think that's that is like it's such a small little thing but when people are doing that you can tell that they've done the they've done some work or at least someone has told them yeah the right I, I bet the
0: B, i bet the bitcoin magazine guys debriefed him pretty hardcore on yeah that. yeah, and, yeah. So, and i like the bitcoin magazine guys and they have every right I mean, it is pretty obvious what's going on here with them, though. I mean, they really like him. I mean, it's it's uh, it's yeah. quite amazing. But uh, Chris Black, you haven't said anything. Please uh, chime in.
1: Um, with regard to RFK, um, I think he says all the right things. I think that he his a lot of his beliefs align with mine. Um, some of them don't, but a lot of them do. But my problem with RFK is. I'm not sure what he's really trying to do. You know, like if, if, if I wanted to um, run for president as a Democrat, the last thing I would do is launch a campaign against a sitting Democrat president um, who, you know, is running for a second term who, you know, has the power of this establishment behind him. That's already completely destroyed um, more independent minded Democrats like Bernie Sanders and, And people like that, and think that I have any shot in the world of winning. So I just don't think he launched this whole thing thinking he was going to win. Maybe he's trying to secure a position with whoever does win. If it's a Republican, maybe he wants to be a vice president. Maybe he wants. I heard DeSantis was offering him like a head of um, uh, what something. DeSantis offered him like a cabinet position or, or said he would consider him for it if he won. So maybe that's what he's going for. I just am not now he the good thing about his campaign is it's, it's making people talk like it's getting the word out about a lot of issues but i agree with what ulrich said before with regard to policy first of all the president can't just eliminate capital gains like legally he needs congress to do that right secondly um it, it, i don't want bitcoin mentioned in any laws i want laws that i i think that adding laws to solve problems never works the idea is get rid of laws get rid of laws get rid of capital gains on on certain t- classes of assets you know get rid of um any law that that includes the word bitcoin where it's prohibited or you know stuff like that i think that that carving bitcoin out in legislation specifically designed for it just gives makes it a bigger target later you know because then more stuff is going to be added on it's always the way it works and so like with a libertarian mind looking at this, you got to understand that it's better to have like less is more when it comes to law. With that being said, I'd love to see no capital gains. I'd love to see, you know, it not being taxed when you spend it, stuff like that. But um, I don't know if, if one single president who's probably not going to win anything is, is going to do that.
0: Uh, so are you one of the guys that thinks he should run that third party if he was going to run?
1: i think he'd have a way better chance you know i think he have a, you know at least he'd have a campaign at least he'd get on the ballot like to run he's not even going to get on the ballot and after he loses the democratic nomination it's not he can't run independent yeah he so can. he eliminate yeah he i thought he the i thought i i'm okay maybe i'm wrong on that but my understanding was that once you lose um a nomination. Once you run for an official party nomination, you can't then
0: turn around and run. It, it depends. On the, it, it depends on the dates and everything like that. Uh, you might be getting on a certain states have that rule rule. Like if you, okay. you lose one, one thing, you can't run as a third party. A, a, another double dipping, it's called in Maryland, I, I believe. Um But uh,
1: isn't the not, idea I, that by the time they they have the primary, it's past the the deadline. In most states, if not all, to add yourself as an independent candidate—that was my understanding, but I could be wrong. We need separate research.
0: it's 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 definitely different in every state. I think I think he can actually. I think that's uh, because people keep saying, "Well, if Trump loses, he'll run as a third party if he doesn't get the Republican nomination." Same
1: problem. Right. He can. No, no, he can. They they, they,
0: they, he can. They can. There is enough time. I, I believe there is enough time. If you lose your 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 uh, party's, uh, a party really is just a private group. If you lose their uh nomination, you, you can run as a, as a third party candidate. I mean, there, there are scenarios where there's like four different guys running here. There could, it could be a four four-way race. That, that would be awesome, actually. And someone did bring up, I forgot who said it here, but yeah, Trump, both, both front runners, these old men, Trump and uh and, and Biden, both do they have demonstrated they are no fans of Bitcoin. It's it's it is disgraceful. And they're clueless about it too. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, Trump the takes old. Trump takes this patriotic thing like the dollar is our. I mean, it, it, it's insane, you know. It, it,
2: dollar what, hegemony, it,
0: yeah. It, it, that's why people call him a fascist. For, for the country, you must love the dollar. God, it's it's so cringeworthy. But he doesn't. He's not. He's, he's not thinking uh, uh, on that situation. Now, now another thing. Um, You know, people even knowing about this is is a bit. RFK thinks he's going to run. He's going to contact all these people are going to be watching his podcast, and he's been on so many podcasts. So all of us here are in the Twitter Twitter digital realm, so we know so much about him. But I mean, like my mom, you know, she's around seventy, and there are a lot of women that are like seventy and over. Okay. They only know the mainstream media narrative. They don't even—I don't think they even know he's running for president. And do you know how many of them vote? They have nothing better to do all day. Yeah. They, they yenta all day about Trump. All day. I mean, these people yenta yenta about Trump. It is—it it is, it is never. It, they have no. They don't know. They don't, They don't know about that. And so when they hear, the only time they hear about RFK is they—he's oh, crazy. He's crazy. And he, and it is unbelievable. These people repeat that phrase. That's one of the things that really annoys me about the, the 80 percenters today. Any anytime the mainstream media says someone's crazy, that's it. They're crazy <laughs> and they're crazy forever. And so they can go on as many long form podcasts as they want. And all these smart people out there are like, well, wait a second, this, this guy makes total sense. But the sound clip, impulsive worlds of to mainstream media fitting in world of the day. They don't they don't know the difference. So I, I, I think RFK is. I mean he's doing what he can do get on these podcasts and everything but i think the only thing it's going to help him with is is raising money from wealthy bitcoiners and hopefully buying some normie advertising i mean that's that's
1: so you think he has a chance
0: uh let's let's i mean i've seen crazier well there's there's he doesn't have i i believe there's a little bit of a chance you you've you've never
2: seen any incumbent lose primary
0: no, well, no, no, no. Like I've seen, you know, back in the day, we've seen in specific, specific right. Favorites have had, pro- like George W. Bush lost to. He wasn't the president at the time. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the last time a president lost like Iowa or New Hampshire. I, I we, we could look that up. His only shot. I mean, his family is from Massachusetts. Is winning the New Hampshire primary because. Biden is making the South Carolina one the first one but North Carolina's I mean excuse me New Hampshire still might have theirs first. So there's all this you know if he could get some mainstream media attention there, there's some scenarios where he could get I mean, some no momentum thought, in
3: the early no one, primaries. No one thought Trump would win, right? Like it I thought that was a prank when he first came out and said he that, was running for president. That is
2: true, yeah. You
3: know, so I think anything's possible if you can get enough If you can get enough just momentum behind you. Right. And it seems like it seems like what I've been seeing is even Fox News is somewhat favorable of of Kennedy. And so, like, you see those little things like that. He might he might get enough people to vote for him just just because they may not like Biden or, you know, whatever it may be. I think there's a lot of possibilities, but it's a, it is a long shot, right?
0: I, I think as Bitcoiners, we should uh, just be happy that Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren obviously would be the worst case scenario. That, that hasn't that hasn't come up yet. But you know, the, the worst thing can happen is he gets some more attention, Bitcoin gets some more you know rises in the importance in terms of issues. More people learn about Bitcoin. More people you know buy Bitcoin. Understand you know want to opt out of the system because so many people are comfortable with the current system and the current system isn't going away and that's why i, I want to bring up bricks too and it's a good i guess a good segue into bricks yep. a lot of people say that uh, that bricks is this major threat to the dollar and i've talked about this on my short twitter videos follow me on twitter at tech Vault, t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t follow all these guys on twitter they are all linked to below but on, on something that I've, I've gotten from uh, South Africa, from people on the ground in South Africa, they can't keep the power on in South Africa. Every single day, the power, the electricity goes off. And people, then some people tell me uh, on Twitter and all over the place, all the doomers are out, out there, bricks are going to overtake the dollar. Do you know what S stands for? It stands for South Africa. OK, they can't keep the electricity on. It's like that, that's not you, – you want to deal with their currency? I mean, it's – down there, if you're in Namibia, yes. If, and in Zimbabwe, in, in Namibia, they like the South African Rand. Yes, of course. It, it, it's, but, dudes, this is uh, – but they like the dollar. Everywhere the dollar is preferable, okay? So I think there's a lot of wishful thinking on some people's part. Some Bitcoiners think that the only way that the Bitcoins can succeed is if the dollar – it goes away and Bitcoin becomes the world. The dollar isn't going away. We, we've just talked about so many scenarios that the normies to, totally, we are the consumer nation. We are the, it's the welfare dollar, the consumer dollar, whatever. People love this thing. It's got a great branding. All right. The, the, the other countries in the BRICS, I mean, they're, they're, Russians, they do not want to be there. They didn't want to get there. India is a basket case. It's horrifying. Have you ever been to Brazil before? I mean, it is. I've been to Brazil before. It's 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 out of control there. All, all right, they'd rather have the dollar down there too. Now, the, 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 it, you know, some of these are worse than other places. But again, South Africa is part of the BRICS. Let them, and they all backstab each other when they make these uh, deals too. I mean, they're not trustworthy. China could do. Could, could, how much are they going to print of the yuan? No, no one knows. It, it's it's out of. It, it, you could say the same about the dollar, but it, it's it's got a history. It's you know, China, Chinese totally. Unpredictable. So, I mean, that—that's my take on the bricks. Who—who wants to chime in on the bricks versus the dollar? Maybe some of you disagree with me.
1: Would you support the bricks if it was backed by Bitcoin instead of gold?
0: <laughs> Would I, no, I—I I don't trust them because there's—it's trusting them, Chris. It's, it's, its and that's what you've talked about so much. Like, uh, trust us, it's gonna be—it's gonna be backed by Bitcoin, our, our fiat that, that that we're printing up here. I don't
3: even can't. And here's the thing: is you can't really back. Like Bitcoin doesn't need, you don't need to back a fiat currency with Bitcoin. You can just use Bitcoin as the bare asset. And I think that's that's what we're seeing is, is you can't pay two currencies. It's never lasted, especially a, a currency that's perfectly scarce versus something that can be printed digitally forever and ever. It just doesn't, the mathematics does not add up.
2: One of them has to change their protocol. Either the dollar stops printing or Bitcoin starts printing. It can't be. You can't do that. Like that's why it kind of was weird with backing one percent with RFK. It's like, come yeah. on, bro. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do want to say with, with, with China, if China said we're gonna we're gonna use Bitcoin now, I would love that. Yeah, I would say that's freaking awesome because China wouldn't be China anymore. They would lose so much. They, they would it it. it, it their people would be free. It would be great. It would be awesome. They're not going to be. None of those countries I just mentioned will ever. Uh, well, not never say never, but in their current configuration, they are so corrupt, so power hungry, they won't uh, let, let, let Bitcoin back or be, be their currency or anything. Like that. But that, it's not even a question of that. I think. I think what people are saying, they hear these news bites about how how the bricks are, are challenging the dollar. And, and they really blindly believe it and that those and, and again so many people live in those countries but I mean half of them want to get the heck out of those countries if they could get out of those countries because of simply because of their governments so uh, I, think,
3: I think there's something that's that is important to, to mention though and that's and sorry Chris if you're gonna go no you go first um, I, I just think you know the beginning of 2022 when Russia invades Ukraine right? And then all the sanctions start uh, from the United States to Russia. I think that was, was almost like the warning shot heard around the world where people go, okay, every country realizes that the U.S. can weaponize the dollar and that we can turn off and shut off the dollar anywhere in the world. And I think that's what the BRICS countries were recognizing. And it's basically like, hey, maybe we should form an alliance so this one country doesn't have all the control over us and can't weaponize their currency against us. But then the issue becomes, well, who do we trust? Right. And so it's it's the whole game of if I, I can't trust my enemy, but can I trust my friend? Because what if they flip on me and turn to my enemy? And and I think that's why as Bitcoiners, we realize that the economic game theory ends up in a money that is neutral, that's not controlled by anyone that is decentralized, which is Bitcoin. So If the BRICS countries decided to do something against the dollar, it would be hey, let's just adopt Bitcoin, right? Like that would be their solution. That is the solution to their problems. Let's adopt a a, a money that isn't controlled by the United States and isn't controlled by any of us. And that's something that we can actually trust in because it's trustless.
0: Chris, you were about to say something.
3: Yeah, a lot of it was what Sean said. Yeah, I think that
1: the the I, I hear what you're saying about the lack of trust that we should have in, in those countries. Um, but then, you know, you compare that to the U S and the way that the U S has handled the dollar and had how it's handled affairs with, with Russia and other countries like that. And it's like the U S has caused this problem. So when you look at the U S dollar and you look at the way it's been manipulated and, and basically ruined by, by our government, and you compare it to BRICS, which, yeah, the, you know, okay, china india etc south africa um but they're actually trying to build a currency backed by according to them by a hard asset you know even though you, you can't really trust them with what they say but when you look at them side by side it becomes a harder decision i think it's like what's better they're both horrible they're both awful so like sean said like bitcoin is the right answer you know um at least when you're looking at those two options you know bitcoin as a a neutral um option is is favorable in my opinion there are still problems with bitcoin uh with regard to using it on that level you know especially when it comes to the political nature of of hard forks and stuff like that i mean there's so much that would need to be thought through um before you know before that were to happen on a national level but i mean we can't just act like the U.S. dollar is, is really any better or requires any less trust than a BRICS a dollar, whatever you call it, would.
0: All right. Um, well, now that I got Chris on here, let's uh, uh, move to a, a different uh, subject matter. But before we do that, everybody that's watching this live, pound that like button. You can ask questions, do the super chat. We only need, I think, 68 more dollars for me to do another one Bitcoin show soon. We raise the funds for that. So type in a uh, Bitcoin Meister. You got a question or just do a super chat. Uh, we'll, we'll answer your question. We, we, we love it. All right. So let's, uh, AI, let's talk about AI. Is it just a disaster cult? I mean, there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley that have made it their religion almost that, uh, we, we, we must force these companies to slow down. I know we were, we were ripping on Sam Altman for the eye scans. Um, but I, I, I do give his company credit for being in this, uh, making progress. Um, I'm not an enemy of uh, these private uh, corporations that are, you know, innovating with AI, and I don't think they should be held back at all. I don't believe that they're going to co- the end of the world is going to come from this stuff. I think the innovation that could come could very just extend their lives immediately. And I just say balls to the wall with it, baby, and just let it rip, let, let it, let it, let them try to, to, to do this stuff. I mean, they've got financial incentives to, to, to create this thing, uh, to, to be so innovative that it's the greatest thing ever. And they'll become multi-trillionaires. Uh, that that's the way I look at it, but there are so many people out there. You go to the podcast and maybe it's just clickbait stuff. Just, it, it gets you the clicks and everything but it's just doom and gloom. We need, you know, Yuval Noah Harari, we need a centralized agreement from all the governments across the world to limit this because it is different this time. And I am the well, wise philosopher king. And I mean, All right, so Chris, like you, your your thoughts on AI and its is it a threat to humanity and what's going on?
1: It's a threat to liberty as is every form of technology. And I think, you know, my my nature leads me to think adversarially about this kind of stuff because the the bad stuff happens more than the good stuff happens and i think that this type of tech is very clearly going to give people that want power it's going to give them more power to micromanage every aspect of our lives you know down to once this is all linked up with like the printing of fiat currency and the whole idea of a cbdc where you don't have a a bank account with a private bank you have an account with your government and they can add delete freeze as they wish they'll be able to do that within one millisecond of you missing your vax appointment you won't be able to buy food that day because you're when you scan your iris all of a sudden it's going to check your vax record it's going to check back to your bank account and everything's going to be linked up and this this type of stuff is is absolutely there's absolutely no reason for it not to happen you know i think that at the end of the day that that humans are gonna human right and the tech is going to be developed and once it's out of the box you can't put it back in the box and they'll tease us with oh it'll make you healthier it'll extend your life it'll do this or that but they're not going to talk about the negative implications of it just like that you know when the internet was forming people were talking about well, bad things might happen people might get addicted people might you know feel isolated people might feel this or that and now we have record suicides and we have record we have we have we have people that are so mentally ill that they think that they are literally in the wrong body you know and like we have all of these horrible trends going on in our culture and now but we're so used to it we just sit here and we're like oh this is fine let's look at the next thing you know let's go to the next thing and it's only going to amplify it and make it worse so there's going to be more mental illness there's going to be more tyranny there's going to be um they're going to force you to do things you don't want to do and it's inevitable in my opinion
0: but do, do you think that there should be a moratorium on the research right now i mean because that's coming that's a centralized authority i too. think
1: they're all full of it i think everybody behind that it's just, they just wanted to slow down so that they can catch up yeah yeah and i think that uh it's, it's it's all nonsense it's all driven by by profit potential and power yeah and they, they all are working on stuff. And we're already, look, we're already knee deep in AI. You look at what you're doing today. You came to this call because your, your phone went off and told you to come here. And, you know, it's like we're already, we can't live without it. You know, so it's just, it's the next level is what they're working on now. And somebody wants to be the Steve Jobs of AI and have that ownership for the next 20, 30 years. Elon wants it to be him. Sam wants it to be him. And they're all going to, you know, it's Bill Gates and Steve Jobs all over again. You know, so um, that's where we're at right now with AI. Uh,
0: I I will, I will say this: uh, these AI, I mean, they're going to be their own little creatures. They're going to be able to spend CBDCs, and, and you're going to be able to pay. I mean, they're going to be able to hold Bitcoin too, which might be good. I mean, I, there's some interesting, uh, interesting things that are going to be because they're digital themselves. It's, it's going to be very interesting how it, it, it blends into money. I mean, I am looking forward to it, I, 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 to, to tell you the truth. I mean it's unavoidable as you said Chris so i'm like just bring it on let's let's just bring it on but yeah these these other dudes like Yevall Noah Harari i mean they just want power over the narrative over how it works and you know for the good of democracy what the heck is democracy the, the, the democracy that you like Yevall my god okay uh, uh, Sir Ulrich, or uh, you chime in now yeah, or who, who yeah
2: that's fine i can chime in um yeah in my opinion i see ai as a When we go back to 1900, you know, 1902, you know, you're building a you're building a pool and uh, you get 25 guys with a shovel and you start digging. Um, And then maybe 20 years later, maybe 15 years later, you start developing tractors and bulldozers. And it essentially takes away the need for 25 for 20 people and a and a and a pick. Uh, And they were scared of that at that time. Uh, back then, when electricity was coming around, uh, there were all types of doom and gloom uh, stories and, and narratives about how electricity would essentially uh, ruin our lives. Now, have people died because of electricity? Yeah, you know, I think my I think my great grandpa was electrocuted uh, building the uh, the one ten freeway in L A. Uh, what I would say is that when you Fast forward to the internet, cell phones. Uh, as we get more, as we get more access to people all over the world, we do get to see the things that are bad in this world more apparently. And whereas, like those suicides that Chris was mentioning, whereas people questioning their gender, uh, that has that helps. The internet helped that out, yes, because people could, could validate their, their, their fringe rationale and look and find that one person online that says the same thing they do, and then all of a sudden they do it. So when people are uh, uh, killing themselves online, uh, it's, been, it's been proven that when people see that, that they're more likely to replicate it. And you couldn't see that if the internet wasn't around. But as we see with technology, we do know that technology is, is a deflationary force. Uh, and that deflationary force can enable humanity to live out in abundance. Uh, and honestly, if, it, if we tie Bitcoin, which is the technology, with other technologies and leave out the monetary debasement, which is fiat currency, what we would see is the net positive for the common man living in a more fruitful Abundant way, saving their time. And if we can save our time, maybe we could use our time to dig into rabbit, the right rabbit holes a, a bit more. Maybe we can learn things that are edifying to the human race, to the individual. You know, go learn, go learn about your religion. Go learn about art. Go, go research. You know, science in a in a in an in an objective and a positive way. So, long story short, I think AI is one of those things in the long line of discoveries. Uh, Bitcoin came before it. We have AI. I think there are going to be bad things that come from it, but I do think it will still be net positive.
0: Uh, Big Sean Harris, we got a a comment here from Marco Esquindoles. Thanks for the five bucks, dude. Pound that like button. We need privacy laws that protect us from AI and CBDC and spying. Hmm. I don't know. well, the government shouldn't be doing that. All right. So Sean Harris, w- 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 what's your thoughts on uh, AI? And uh, do we need privacy laws that protect us from AI?
3: I just think we need to to just make sure, like we, we've said all along, right? Just make sure that we're not swapping out our freedoms for convenience. And I think, you know, that's, you know, is the government already spying on us? Probably. Yeah. We carry a phone with us everywhere we go. Right? So are these laws, Like these laws are just going to be bigger honeypots for the government to use themselves or for their agencies that they have. So in my opinion, I think it's it's on ourselves personally as as we discover new technologies just to make sure that we're not throwing ourselves in there because it's convenient and then not realizing what freedoms that we're giving up along the way. And and I think that's I think that's like the age old story of humanity is oh things become more convenient oh so we just we're just going to use this and not think about well am I giving up something that is valuable to me that I don't realize is valuable to me until it's gone and and with AI maybe I'm the Paul Krugman here I don't see I mean I don't see AI yet to like that sci-fi disaster you know, where there, it's learning from itself and it's continuing to learn and it's growing without a human put doing input. Um, but maybe I'm just not as versed in AI yet. And um, I'm sure you guys might know a little bit more about that. But I've just, you know, obviously I've tried out chat GPT and the mid journey and all that. Um, obviously there's other things that are on higher levels. It is funny though, that the guy who is doing WorldCoin is also the same guy that's doing AI. <laughs> so it's like, why is that guy so creepy? You know, like what? What's his deal?
0: Well, I mean, I mean that's the point. He's going to feed all of the uh, worldcoin information into his AI. People yeah. don't get that. I mean, the AI is. I mean, that's what they eat. They eat information. The more, so all these companies that are interested in. It, you give your information to Facebook, Google. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a it's a vicious cycle. Whatever. Um, it is what it is. We're talking about the the, the real news here, I want to say. So I want to talk about maybe s- some people out there think that the normies are getting too close to realizing that, you know, maybe this quote unquote system that we all live under is uh, there's some issues with it. So we've this week there were some hearings about UFOs and all of a sudden, I mean, five years ago, you would have said, what the heck? But now, is this just a distraction? Uh, I mean, is this a, sci- a big psyop by the, the FBI, the CIA? I, I don't know. NSA is, I mean, it, 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 is this just to, to, to keep, is this bread and circuses? Any, anyone want to chime in on that?
1: Yeah, it's a distraction. It's a bunch yes. of nonsense. And uh, they don't want you thinking about a bunch of other things. There's yeah. been very little, if any, reporting on this dead body that was found on Obama's backyard in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I saw a video of, of, of some naked woman standing in the middle of a freeway in San Francisco, literally shooting her revolver at cars that were passing by. Like there's all this stuff going on that, and then we got UFOs over here. It's just like there's this constant need for shiny objects for us to look at. And it's, it's, it's not just the government, it's the media, the media wants us to look over here, look over here, look over here, you know, so at the end of the day, it's not just about um, it's not just about like a, a psyop to, to convince us that things are one way when they're actually another way. But it's the media just trying to survive and keep people interested in in the news, you know, and so um, there's a combination of things going on. But yeah, it's ultimately a distraction.
0: Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, that, that leads into another big story of, of the week that people know about. But then you're just supposed to say, oh, that's normal. It's normal for uh, a peak athlete at 18 to uh, almost drop dead to, to have a heart attack on the basketball. Bronny James had a heart attack. I mean, that's what he, he's a, a young guy that I mean, we, we've heard about the heart conditions increasing for young people who, took a, a certain shot uh, at a certain time. But it, it, the the media, it, government, they don't want to talk about it. So I threw two two red meat things out there. To, you, me, my other two guests, uh, you, you could comment on the, either one real
3: quick. Me chime in. So I, I am someone who has – so first of all, Brian James didn't have a heart attack. He had cardiac arrest, which is there is a difference between cardiac arrest and a heart attack. Um I mean a heart a heart attack is an, you know an artery clogs up and cardiac arrest is more your heart is based off of these electrical palpitations, and so it just starts beating really fast or irregularly, and then boom stops um and i 've seen that happen uh back in twenty twelve I played basketball up at the Utah State, and one of my teammates suffered cardiac arrest on the court during practice, and you know it 's something crazy to watch. Um, but when that happened to him, you know, he went to the hospital, luckily, uh, they revived, well, they revived him right on the court, uh, started his heart back with one of those, uh, AEDs pumped and his heart, started beating again. He went to the hospital, was in a coma for a couple of days, woke up, they put a device in his chest just to monitor him. He did a bunch of stress tests, a bunch of blood work, and they couldn't figure out why, why that happened to him. And that was kind of crazy. Something that they do say is there's this thing called commodio or commotio cordis. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, and which is like basically a big hit at the right time when your heart is beating. Hamlin. Um, yeah. That's what they say happened to DeMar Hamlin. I don't know. I don't know if they even know. And I think cardiac arrest when that happened to my buddy, it it took me down a different type of rabbit hole back then that I didn't realize And, you know, he was going to these events where there's been there is tons of people that are just normal, healthy people that do have cardiac arrest. Now, I myself, I am unvaxxed. I didn't get I didn't get the clot shot. Um, And so it makes me think, though, you see more heart conditions, you see more things happening. um, And maybe he maybe it's just making it easier to get something like like a cardiac arrest, because we largely didn't know why people were getting it in the first place, you know, like it's just kind of random, you know, some people get it when they're playing a sport. There's some athletes that'll get it when they're just by themselves in their homes and they just drop dead. And so it is a weird, you know, cardiac arrest is a weird uh, thing that's been going on and maybe there's a couple of different reasons why, you know, maybe it's because overall like all vaccines in general, or maybe it's because athletes are getting stronger, faster, bigger, and they're putting more stress on their hearts than they've ever done before. I I, I don't I don't know, but I I, I don't want to say that it's just the vaccine because I saw this happen firsthand to one of my one of my good friends way before the, you know this vaccine was around. And but I'm not gonna say that the this shot the vaccine isn't causing that because. Uh, I imagine there's probably a lot of adverse effects going on right now.
0: Well, this is the thing. This is what RFK brings to the table. Why don't we discuss? We should be able to yes. discuss these things. We should be able to discuss autism yes. rates going up, okay? We should be able to discuss. You can't just be. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, what people would just say you're crazy, for se. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's like,
3: what, well, well, it's like in COVID, right? Remember in COVID when, when if you tried to question anything, you were silenced or banned right like hey maybe we shouldn't do lockdowns oh this guy's this you know or maybe we should maybe we shouldn't use a vaccine that hasn't been tested oh they've been building this for 20 years well, well it seems like they just built it six months you know and so i think there's a lot of those things where we should at least be trying to have conversations about this and going and and looking up studies and trying to find numbers and trying to find causes of things because if it because if these things are happening shouldn't we look for a way to prevent them? Like that is the overall thing. Hey, if Bronnie James could have prevented cardiac arrest, well, wouldn't we want to know what caused his cardiac arrest so we can know how to prevent it and and prevent it in other athletes? That's the whole idea and and not just silencing
0: people. The one thing about him that's very interesting is since he's such a huge prospect, he has had the best medical examinations in the world for, for years now. They've got the whole sheet on him. So he didn't have some weird abnormality they saw beforehand. His yeah. father obviously has very good genetics. Maybe it runs in his mother's side. I I, I do not know. Ulrich also played basketball. I didn't know you played D one, uh, Sean. I, I did. I did. That's i Sean
2: Sean has a better career than mine. He he went to go play overseas, but we actually played in schools. At least when I played college, his his college was in our same conference, and they moved on at another place. I
0: didn't fully understand your athletic history, Sean. I, I thought yeah. part of it was hype. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've learned it here, dude. Sean
2: needs, to take, Sean needs to take a slight risk and play with me at the three-on-three at Pacific Bitcoin. I want you to make sure you got your knees all braced up and just see if you, yeah. you can be my ring. If they got a wood court out there, I might consider I, it. But if it's I that
3: court garbage, bro, no, I'm, not to, I'm not trying to tear an Achilles like Q did. Like a Q did, yeah. Let me, let
2: me uh, chime in on a few on both the aliens and brawny uh so what what sean was talking about is correlation i was actually going to say that yeah there is a correlation between and a combination of us being in the internet age uh what we see is now we have this shot in our world now Mm -hmm. and then there was evidence that it did affect our circulatory system now you see that whenever a circulatory system kind of thing happens especially with people that look like they're in really good shape then there's a oh my gosh what's going on it was the vaccine well, you could you could point to demar hamlin you could point to brawny james but uh reggie lewis who played for the celtics in the early 90s uh, all-star caliber you was supposed to take over when larry bird got too old uh died from the same cardiac arrest situation hank gathers early 90s loyola marymount a uh, guy averaging 30 points a game in college was essentially the best college player in the in the nation. Died went as a sophomore, junior, uh, cardiac arrest. So there is precedent. I will say that when you when you see the correlation between the the shot and and these heart conditions in famous people, you will you'll, the next time the government tries to infringe on our natural rights which is our body mm-hmm. you may want to you might want to take a look at how the, the elites react because even though they're going to tell lebron yeah this has nothing to do with the vaccines nothing to worry about blah 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 he's thinking they, it he's thinking it and the next time they okay. say hey we we have this injection we want to put in your wrist so you can be so you can pay with your hand you know amazon amazon you know palm the elites are going to be like you know Maybe not. And then we should be following what do the elite people do? Are they going to cancel someone because are they they going to cancel a B-list actor because he won't buy into the mainstream program? Then we as Bitcoiners will pay attention to that. It's a sad thing that the normies who accept WorldCoin, uh, they're just going to say, oh, they're crazy. And so and they'll go along with the program. But with time, with these correlations, with these government infringements, I think smart people will continue to to adopt this principle of we need to be separate from state. We need to be self-sovereign. We need to be sovereign individuals. And everything that government does for us is not necessarily good. And then, and real quick, Chris, and then I'll go on the UFO distraction. If UFOs are real, how does that change the government from stealing from us? Uh, So (laughs) we just have, we just have bigger things to deal with than if there's a UFO hidden somewhere in area 51. Uh, if the UFOs are fixing the monetary supply, I understand. But as far as I'm concerned, it's just another reason to point people away from the fact that the government is continually debasing our values. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead.
1: Oh, no reason to apologize. Um, I just think that it, it's a little optimistic, I think, to to think um, that smart people are just going to be able to separate away and to... to do their own thing because if 80 90 percent of people buy into this stuff which they have been um and they they were during the the past three years um we saw already like we can't forget the tyranny of the majority is very very real you know and um if they buy into this ai stuff and this iris scanning stuff and all this biometric stuff and the cbdc stuff the next thing the next time that this all goes down um, and the only reason that the COVID passports didn't work the last time around is because the tech wasn't quite ready. They weren't quite there. They were using these paper cards in a lot of cities, and they just couldn't figure it out. But now they're, all of these entrepreneurs, all these you know profit-seeking um, Silicon Valley companies are working on solving that problem right now for the next pandemic. They are working on it. They're working hard, and they're trying to sell it to governments. So the next time a pandemic rolls along – they're gonna be ready. They're gonna already have our, our biometrics in some way. And we we laugh at the iris scan, but we've all done fingerprints. We've all done, you know, different types of, of biometrics with the government. Um, we could face a situation where you miss that vax appointment, you have to get your iris scan enter the supermarket and you can't get in, or you can't get into the emergency room because you you missed your your appointment. You know, so then we're gonna to have to make some hard decisions if We don't have a parallel economy by then which we probably won't unfortunately because that takes decades to build um so then we're gonna have to look at each other and be like how the hell am i gonna feed my family you know yeah sure maybe i've got 10 bitcoin sitting over here but i can't do much with it because the exchange won't work with me anymore because i said this on social media you know it's like we need to think through all of this from this adversarial point of view and think about how are we going to be able to survive next pandemic when they get double crazy on us and they have all this additional tech that they're able to tyrannize us with that's the kind of thinking i think we should employ but
3: I, i i agree with that i and i think it won't be in my opinion i don't i think if they try a pandemic again i don't think it'll be i think it'll be a different form of tyranny that we're that we're not ready for that'll catch us off guard and so i think we just have to keep considering the facts of hey this are we are we gonna give up our our freedoms for convenience? And if and we have to keep thinking about that. Are we gonna give up our privacy and our freedoms for convenience? Because the, the next thing that comes along probably won't be a pandemic. It'll be some other thing that's a big scare that that if they can get enough momentum behind it, then that's what we'll be used against. Climate them. lockdowns. Yeah, it could be <laughs> it could be the climate, exactly. It could be something like that. And so we just have to keep considering and keeping our eyes open for for those things and trying to figure out how to build a Bitcoin economy, because that will be a free economy wherever wherever you are. If you're living in a circular Bitcoin economy, then that will be where freedom will be.
0: We we had a question before about government making laws. Under this scenario that you talk about, this is where being an American citizen is awesome because we have 50 different states. And I truly believe after this nightmare of 2020, that there are certain states that already have certain laws in, in, in place that will allow people to not have to worry about some of the things that, that Chris said, whether it be Florida, Wyoming, wherever. So if you're in California, uh, the answer is going to be straight up. You're going to have to move to Wyoming or Florida. I'll be I'll right be now. ready
2: to move. I like the sunshine, but yeah. I'll be ready to move. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's the thing. Don't be a treat. Be ready at least. That's one of the solutions. That is one of the solutions to this. And by the way, speaking of moving, I know, Ulrich, you've got to get out of here really soon. And you were about to segue into separation of money and state, it it, it felt, that at one point during the alien thing, I I think. So talk about your monetary declaration of independence.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, And uh, so I I work on a few things uh, in in the space, uh, primarily education. I'm an engineer by trade, but you can only do so much engineering in your life before you want to bang your head against the wall. So I like to learn and teach uh, about the ethics and the and the economics around Bitcoin. So the Declaration of Monetary Independence would be uh, over my this uh, this shoulder right here. Uh, And it's basically uh, a standard, a standard uh, just describing the bad things about fiat, the good things about Bitcoin. Uh, We put it in in a in a big big giant banner take it to conferences let people sign it turn it into like graffiti art uh we've done it twice already we're going to do it pacific bitcoin this upcoming year uh hoping to do it my uh nashville in in july of next year as well uh on top of that uh i also have a, a, a my own personal website with all the podcasts that and and uh, written publications that i put my uh put my signature on uh, sir Ulrich.com, as well as pictures from past events. And uh, just recently started a Substack stack uh, that talks about the intersection of, of Christianity and Bitcoin uh, talking, uh, basically publishing my own articles and articles of others uh, that have uh, where there is a, a deep intrinsic ethical standard that comes from that faith and the uh, the parallel ethical standard of what it means to be a Bitcoiner. Uh, and so, you know, just trying to find ways to collaborate and network with people while teaching people that don't know about Bitcoin or don't know about how in- how intrinsic it is to your life already uh, and, and meeting people like you guys along the, the way has been edifying to me.
3: Well,
0: I gotta say, you are definitely in motion. We use that term around here. And it's, it's everything. Most of everything he talked about is linked to below. You follow him on Twitter. The declaration is linked to below. Let's move to Big Shot Harris. I gotta apologize again, dude. I usually know the full background of all the guests. Yeah, you know, I'm like the CIA and stuff. I did not okay. fully understand your basketball skill at all. And it's amazing to have two D1 players on at the, at the same. I, I should have known better. I, sh- I should, I should, I should have known better, but you got a big, you're, you're, I, I think about you and partying, dude. So tell us about your party, man. That's uh, about, thanks, man. That that I knew about that's linked to below. So.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we, we're doing as the mean factory, uh, we're putting on the having party for 2024. It happens once every four years. This will be our first time really doing it um, and doing it big. And so we're really excited. We're, we're the guys that did the laser eyes, uh, obviously at the mean factory. Um, the whole reason behind it is in 2020 a having, what were we doing? We were watching Pomp crack open a beer on YouTube and it was terrible. And so I was like, we got to have something where all the Bitcoiners meet up and celebrate the having, because it's like the Olympics or, you know, it's like the new year. It's and, and it's and it's actually Bitcoin, right? It's it's what happens with Bitcoin's monetary policy. And how many people do you talk to uh, about Bitcoin with? and then they say oh here's my opinion on bitcoin blah 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 and then you go okay well what do you think about the halving and then they go the what right and yeah. so and so if you don't know what the halving is you don't know what bitcoin is because <laughs> it's so ingrained it's so important to the to bitcoin scarcity and so it's something that we want to celebrate and we're going to have a blast we i went down to el salvador last summer went up and down the whole coast and found uh, the best venue down there right on the beach we, have, we already have sold almost 200 tickets uh, and so just go to BitcoinHavingParty.com that's uh, Bitcoin, Having H-A-L-V-I-N-G BitcoinHavingParty.com um, get your tickets there, it'll be a three day event April 3rd through the 5th and so it's going to be so much fun in Bitcoin country uh, and a lot of people have wanted to go to El Salvador, they just haven't had a good enough excuse to go down or they didn't have people that they were going to meet up with, and so we figured this is the time to do it. And um, and then other than that, we just have our mean, mean Factory podcast that we do every Thursday as well um, on YouTube at seven thirty. So so uh, that's that's what we got going on, and it's a uh, it's a big blast. So thanks, Adam, for having me on.
0: Okay, it, it is it is linked to below. I love you made a great debut, and you, you, you have a great point. They don't know what the having is. I mean, a lot of a lot of people just don't care about scarcity. And sadly. And they also, I mean, the same people are like, yeah, I keep all my Bitcoin and Coinbase. I mean, they don't care about third <laughs> party. I mean, it's a big overlap there. there's a uh, yeah. that that's that's their choice. I mean, there's only so much screaming you can do about scarcity and you know, control private <laughs> key. And Chris Black has been doing a lot of screaming about uh about centralization and about uh you know to, to do third parties really control some of these uh what what is really decentralized finance? There's basically nothing that's decentralized finance, and people hate him for that, and they they hate him for calling. So that's what Chris Black freaking does. But I mean, you tell us what you're up to, Chris.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all bullshit. Oh, whoops. Uh, yeah, man. It's 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 uh it's crazy. Um, it's actually more about it's more about uncovering where where they're lying. You know, it's about uh because. I don't spend my time going around saying Coinbase is centralized. Everybody knows that, you know, it's about looking at all the other crypto stuff that's going on and and looking at where it's not so obvious where there's trust involved, you know, where, and when I was just talking about it this morning with, uh, there's a new bill in Congress that's, that's being floated that would exempt any blockchain application from uh, money transmitter laws if it's non-custodial. But then my question to them is: Was well, is it non-custodial if it's an Ethereum app and there's a multi-sig that a developer can use to upgrade the logic and potentially lose or drain all the funds? Like, have you guys really thought that through? And nobody answers. So it's like just trying to raise awareness on these things because now we're in the, the phase where some of these scams could start getting almost protected by by laws that we think are in, in, you know well-intentioned, but in the meantime. The you know blockchain association, all these VC-driven organizations are out there uh, with you know Coinbase money and A16Z money, and they're paying off politicians to do these favorable laws. So there's all this stuff going on. Um, I have a new podcast that I launched. I'm, I've only launched uh, two episodes so far, but they've been really awesome on a lot of these topics. Um, yesterday, I just put out my second episode with Jameson Lopp who's an original cypherpunk, um, awesome conversation. It's called Chris Black Conversations, and you can find it on all podcast apps. And my Twitter is uh, slash Chris Black.
0: The Twitter is linked to below. I retweeted a little clip that you had there. You you had the same concern that I have, that uh, these uh, BlackRock Black will do a BlackRock uh uh, a, a Bitcoin uh, fork and say it's the real Bitcoin eventually, and they're going to own a lot of bit They're going to have a lot of Bitcoin and it'll put a lot of pressure on people. Um, and uh, yeah, he was talking about uh, that with you, uh, how it's it, it's even written into the, uh, you know, they get to decide which Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin and what to give out to their people. Uh, the, thing, the thing is, don't mess with BlackRock people. Own the underlying so you can have the real Bitcoin and they don't steal your real Bitcoin. And say now you've got BlackRock Bitcoin that's approved by Elizabeth Warren. All right. This has been a black
3: great- coin. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> hey, all right, is- get on that one, man. Get on the black coin.
2: Black coin. Black coin. Let's go. Let's do it,
3: man.
0: Black. I mean, that'll be marketing right there. Oh my God. All right, guys. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Tomorrow's Friday. Have a great Shabbat. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. These guests were freaking awesome. They will all be back at some point soon. Hopefully, we'll do we'll do this on the regular. Tell me what you liked about it in the comments. DM me, follow me, pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister. See you guys uh, pretty darn soon. I I, I hope here. Well, let me uh, let me uh, get. get uh, thank you very much, everyone.
3: See you later, everybody. Ending the stream now. All right, we ended it. I think we ended.